This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mayfair Witches episode 4 is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. My name is Grace. Of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with my co-host, DM Philly. Philly, how you doing? I'm good. My living room appears to be raging in flames, Grace. Oh, no. I'm good. I'm good. That was that was me trying to uh, summon the Lord to protect you. So oh, sorry. yeah. It'll happen sometimes. You start chanting in Latin. You're never quite sure what's going to come out the other end. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right, so episode four of Mayfair Witches, Curiouser and Curiouser. I said it properly, so kudos to me. Um, Mostly centering around the funeral for Deirdre and Rowan officially sort of meeting the family. Uh, This is a family where, I mean, they all have secrets, but also nobody can keep a secret, (laughs) I feel like. Um, And I feel like, I do feel like in this episode, um, as per usual, I come in a little bit uh, a colder. I think Interview with the Vampire really messed us up, Rich, because that show was so friggin' good, and this one has been less good. Um, and so I'm always like, yeah, that wasn't as good as the Interview, which is an unfair thing for me to uh, put, a sh- put a show up against, but this is mostly about... yeah. And I guess to my point, Episode 4 is really about Rowan now 
having a bunch of this information that she's come with. Now she's in New Orleans. She's meeting the family like officially and having interactions and full on conversations. And they're telling her information. She's like in it. And it's like, yeah, this is halfway through the first season that this is happening, which is, I think, a little bit of my like, I think there's been a pacing issue to a degree um, for me. But there is stuff in here again to the point of like, I think that this show does a pretty good job of like, I see why they wanted to make it into a show, Rich, because I do think the stuff we're like finding out like on paper is very interesting and good. And, the, and there's it's compelling. Something is not for me translating perfectly onto the screen would be my takeaway after episode four. But but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you. It's like we've got the spell book and we're reading the incantations out mm -hmm. of it, but we can't mm -hmm. quite achieve the magic. Um, I had a very similar sort of take from episode four. I was really excited, curiouser and curiouser. You give me an Alice in Wonderland reference and I get fired up, Grace. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking a bit before we hit record where I think it's a t bit of a tale of two shows and that it's tough to have to go up against something as good as Interview was, especially uh, a new season like Hugh Jack adaptation changes and it was a really good show um so the comparison is the theft of joy right I, I feel bad like pulling it back to that but i think as we got towards the end of episode one of interview no spoilers we had like a stinger of a moment that we closed out on that felt similar to where we end episode four but it just was better it's scarier it's more powerful it was like done in in kind of bigger sensation uh and i'm i'm with you that i feel like there's a pacing issue that we're sort of halfway through the season and only just beginning to get her interaction with the rest of the family, the kind of like deeper engagement there, but there's a lack of like character to the characters, Grace. I feel like mm -hmm. some of them are so thin and I don't have a lot of depth of their motivation. Even Rowan herself as like the main character, like we know things about her, but I don't necessarily know like what's driving her, or how she really feels about any of this kind of stuff. You know, I felt like a lot of this episode was um, Alexandra Daddario, like walking around with this kind of shell shocked expression on her face as she prowled through the house and like yeah i don't know this one i'm definitely lowest on out of the four so far which you, you know we 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 did get a little bit of that's not where we meet her she's like a very confident individual right like her in the mm -hmm. bar and her at work like she you know and she can sort of also play the game in a sense like the, the sounds bad calling it a game but like the patriarchy of her talking with um her assistant in episode one and being like listen this is how it is now when I get when that guy's gone, I get promoted and you get promoted into my job, like we'll make it different, you know? So there's a way in which like she's very capable and then it's kind of like resetting, which is fine, except it's taken a long time, I think, for like us to get at least partially back to where we're it, 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 I I don't know. Like I, I, I'm intrigued. I, I want to know the answers to many of these things. I, I want to understand. And I do feel like, unfortunately, I think also at the same time, we we're theorizing on the Cortland versus Carlotta of it all and whether they were actually against each other, um, who was sort of on what side and for what reason. And I feel like through this episode, what we ultimately get is sort of the most basic explanation of, of what's happening to it, to a degree that um, we're sort of like extremely spot on with our, with our guests, except for maybe that like Carlotta is extremely religious. Mm -hmm. Um, but everything else seems sort of, which is, which I don't want the show to try and like, do, there's a, this is a very risky, risky line to walk. It's a tightrope that 
if it's too out of the blue, like if the, the twist doesn't make any sense, I don't want that. But I also felt like this was just, I, I thought for what they left behind the curtain, when they pulled back the curtain, I was like, oh, you it took a really long time to open the curtain, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like what we end up kind of learning is that like, yeah, it, it does seem to be that like Cortland is, is, is in agreement with Lasher. Carlotta is, is not, uh, that's yeah. essentially it. Yeah. Yeah. I talk about all the time, Grace, that um, like telegraphing your storytelling is not a bad thing. Knowing yes. what's coming doesn't yes. have to rob the power from the moment, right? Mm -hmm. um, that ideally, knowing what's coming and like being able to telegraph that thing well creates this experience for the audience where they uh, are more excited watching it play out, that they feel like validated, they feel justified in watching as closely as they are. It like keeps you invested in the details, right? And this was just like a little bit flat, which I think is where a lot of the characters are landing for me. There's just not a ton of like compelling kind of energy there, right? It, it felt like a little bit of like a cold war and it's fine that it was exactly what we thought it was, but there, we didn't get any real exciting narrative conflict out of that so far, right? It didn't like delve in or blossom into anything really exciting or interesting going forward. Yeah. So uh, just before we sort of dive in a little bit further, just a reminder, posturecaps.com slash Mayfair is how to get subscribed to our feed. So, yeah, we do open up with like Rowan and Cyprian. Rowan is staying at Cyprian's house. What do you make of this? It feels like this is a bit of a, you know, there's some romance here. There's some sparks. Um, uh, she's certainly dreaming about him. And then he transforms into Lasher and she wakes up in a, in a cold sweat. But um, I guess I am missing. I'm skipping over another uh, previous uh, a flashback. I guess I am uh, uh, getting a little bit ahead of myself. Um, we do essentially get the scene from The Witch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not to spoil the end of The Witch. But we do get a similar scene in this in that movie. Um, you, so we do, do get it think, a little bit. Yeah. Grace, do you think the show would have been served to go with a like House of the Dragon style? Mm. Episodes one and two are full on like kind of prequels set in the 1600s. Let's establish like the old lore of the family. And then like episode three shift gears and like here's Dr. Rowan Fielding. Yeah, maybe. I feel like that's a very unique thing that House of the Dragon did, which was essentially say, like, to the stars of their show, you have to wait four episodes to be on the show. Um, so I don't know that every network is going to have, like, the guts to do it to a degree, but it would have been really cool. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like there is something there, but, like, we're not getting enough to, like, satiate my appetite for the previously on Mayfair Witches uh, in, in, like, the opening intro, right? Um, yeah. And then the whole dream that she's having here, she's, like, having this dream she's in bed with Cyprian, and yeah. I was very thrown. I don't know how you felt, but, like, immediately I was like, oh, my God, this escalated yeah. quickly. Yeah. Like, here yeah, we I go. Yeah, I thought it was I real. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, she's wearing the necklace. Uh, so I, I guess I wasn't oh, fully, catch. completely. Yeah like i was like yeah i don't think she has the necklace so yeah although the necklace thing uh we'll get to why that annoys me uh <laughs> later um so he's agreeing to go to the service like with her he's gonna like you know he'll be there and then you know, they won't hang out long of course uh and he'll definitely be able to stay the whole time he won't have to leave her um they'll go to the service um this was disgusting carlotta goes to the basement only to see if the necklace is still <laughs> dead body she puts on gloves and then like takes them up like well that's what a bummer <laughs> to leave delphine in the basement i was so curious about this scene she's coming down with like the the bright yellow rubber yeah. made kitchen gloves you know yeah. and i'm like 
are they going to move this body? Like these two women do not seem necessarily yeah. like the strongest physical women that they're going to like manhandle this body out of the basement. But yeah, they like, let's check on the, Oh, nope. Necklace is gone. The necklace Shoot. is gone. Take off the gloves. Yeah. Do you think this is going to be like a running joke going forward? Those like Delphine's body in the basement. Just in the basement. This is a thing that like, I've definitely, uh, I want to track. As well, they have the party it. there. Later, I know. Right? Yes. Yeah, nobody's like, what's that smell? What's I know. Smell? Uh, it yeah. seems like this will pr- pr- like prove to be an issue sooner than later. Yeah. Um, we also do meet in this episode, very excitingly for me, uh, the wonderful Jen Richards playing Josephine, who turns out to be uh, Cortland's daughter. I was not expecting this. I did not uh, because she's not listed as a as a Mayfair, and I guess technically, if she, you know, if she it doesn't seem like she's married or anything, but it could have a different last name. But um, what'd you make of Josephine? uh she's interesting i love like i love that we are making this relationship more complex right the idea that like Cortland was giving the addresses to deirdre when she was young and then he has his own daughter and like mm-hmm. why isn't his own daughter kind of like uh, you know in line here for lasher and like that sort of that's an interesting thing because he knows how bad it is to be <laughs> i think right is that the answer uh, it should be the answer. Away. Yes, it should yeah. be the answer. Yes. Yeah, sacrifice your niece, not your daughter. I think that I think that tracks. Yeah. I guess. I guess it. It does, does track. also. I I think the other thing too we'll get later is that the, like there is a line of succession to a degree, right? The designee who will meet, and so Josephine is not the designee. So and the other thing I I don't I don't know if this is in the in the in the, will be in the, uh, brought up in the show but Jen Richards is a trans actress and so I wonder I, I you know I'm I'm all for if the show is just like never mentions it once just a thing for us to know that Jen Richards is, is trans um, but there could be some interesting stuff about like you know someone who like always you know thinks that they're you know because like you know, trans women are women their whole life which is like you like whatever so like uh, whether um, you know her whether Cortland ever thought like she wouldn't be a witch because like she was she grew up as a boy. Uh, you know, interesting. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yep. I don't know if that's gonna be. I don't know if they're gonna touch on that at all. And honestly, like I don't. I don't necessarily know if i need them to but it could be interesting what do you um, know her from previously grace she's just been in a bunch of i mean honestly i know her because she's a trans actress <laughs> cool yeah um no, that, that's super cool um yeah. it, it, it is interesting to wonder if like that gets explored or at all in the idea of like a family where that's matriarchal in power right this is like atypical that it's like a kind of matriarchal leadership and there's this sort of like reverence for the women especially in like western american culture right so it could be really interesting interesting story point but also like super cool if we just don't acknowledge it and like they just get to play the role right yeah i i knew uh jen richards was in a bunch of the um the i am kate which is the caitlin uh uh gender document as part of sort of the group of like trans women that were involved in the show in terms of like having other points of view other than just caitlin jenner which i think was important for that for that show and then was in um this online dramedy uh, a drama series called her story which was very good and then has like sort of just like I don't think has had a super leading role in a bunch of stuff, but recently um, was uh, in Tales of the City, which is like a, there's a plays the younger version of Anna Madrigal in that. So she's been in a bunch of stuff, but normally has like these. um, uh, And then she was also in the uh, Disclosure. If you haven't, people haven't watched the Netflix documentary, which also includes uh, a friend of the pod, Zeke. Um, uh, Disclosure is about trans lives on screen. Uh, It's very good. And Jen Richards is in that as well. Um, so they're going to okay. Uh, Cortland cuts off a lock of Deirdre's hair, Rich, at the at the from her casket. He also puts 
he puts a thing in her in her shirt. I don't understand. I don't understand this. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, this feels like just weird magic stuff, right? The whole notion of taking somebody's hair, a lock of their hair, uh, personal possessions. There's all kinds of associated um, kind of lore and mythology around working magic with stuff like that. Burning your toenails, all this kind of stuff, or your fingernails. Like um, the the slipping something in there, I really wonder about. Uh, and I, I wonder if it's like I'm thinking in weird like zombie lines because of other properties that are around in my life. But is there something? that like needs to get buried with her uh to retain some kind of like connection there is yeah, that's just trying to like get rid of something but it feels like it's like a magic thing to the dead body in new orleans of all places like the city of the dead here right uh yeah yeah that's what that's what i thought uh as well Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Meanwhile, there's going to be this like man that um, Cyprian, they, they catch him. He's he's sort of like seemingly possessed, although uh, uh, I guess the, the Cyprian's boss is like, yeah, we don't. that's a controversial term. But this man who who seemingly is the one who killed Deirdre, um, they, they catch him. Um, did, did you did you recognize the uh, the the like head honcho of uh, with Talamanca? Is that the thing? Uh, did you recognize this guy? 
Oh yeah, from Better Call Saul, right? Yeah. Uh, this is the guy. This is the guy who loves his Moscow mules. I don't really remember what his name is. No, but, me neither. Yeah, um, he like runs one of the other firms in Better Call Saul, right? Oh, that's correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was fun to see him. I don't, I don't know his there. name. I was like, oh, but you, you're this guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's his name? Dennis uh, Bootsikaris, Grace, of course. Yeah, no, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I love seeing that guy. Yeah, I was very creeped out by this person who may or may not have been possessed. It seemingly was about to like kind of throw themselves off this upper level of the car park or whatever it was. And folks stop him. They round him up like he did the murder. I didn't think that it was that overtly like practical that somebody actually like went into the elevator and cut her throat though. Then am I like misremembering it? Doesn't the elevator just open and she's there alone and then like her throat's cut. Yeah. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't get, like, what we're even doing with this guy, the whole deal. Like, the guy who cut her throat, like, oh, we've got him. Like, I was very kind of confused about what we're doing with all of this. So, yeah, also because, like, Lasher can be a shape changer as well. But there's this uh, Cyprian, this this moment, he brings up again this episode, that the, 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 the elevator has been washed. But the security camera shows somebody going in. And and this and this person coming out, um, so yeah, I don't really get it either. Um, and then the whole thing that he's like he is possessed, but Lasher chooses like this moment where he's like been caught and sitting down to like essentially like kill him and le- like break his neck and leave the leave the body. Um, I don't know if they can explain this by the end of it. Cool. Uh, it does feel just a little bit messy. I mean, him trying to jump off the balcony that we we've, we've heard several times that. Uh, people who have been controlled by Lasher have um, killed themselves, right? I think that's Deirdre's mother. Yes, yes. That, that was very much like Deirdre walking off the balcony and getting caught. So I thought Lasher was trying to like body surf this guy into the Talamasca headquarters, right? Uh, you remember that old Denzel no. Washington movie Fallen? Have you ever seen it? No, but sounds great. Uh, the idea is there is a demon that like leaps from body to body to body. And it's like jumping into different people. And Denzel is the investigator trying to get to the bottom of it. Right. So I got the impression like, oh, okay, Lasher has possessed this guy and made a scene. And now they've rounded him up and they've brought him into the Talamasca. And now he's going to have a heart attack. And now that he's dead, Lasher can like wander into the uh, the head of like the guy from Better Call Saul. Uh, does he have body. a heart attack, or does does Lasher break his neck? Oh, Lasher breaks his neck. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's yeah. a loud snapping sound that I was Brutal. completely overlooking there. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the whole plan was like to to like you know kind of steal Dennis Butsakaris's body. Okay, that makes sense to me. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't know who the tele telemasca are, so he's got to do this trick to get close. I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. That's fine. Uh, it's very unclear, but that's fine. I mean, by yeah. next episode, probably uh, Albrecht. I think is the boss's name. I'm sure he'll be possessed and he'll die. So that's a okay. great name that speaks to like an old secret of an organization of um, weird yeah. magi. Yeah. Yeah. So Carlotta tells Rowan about, you know, all the Mayfairs and, you know, this is they have the conversation about essentially like Deirdre giving her up and and Ellie is a cousin of the Mayfair. So that's how she was looped in. Um, and Carlotta's going to warn her, like, beware of people who are like talk favorably of Lasher, like those people are dangerous and they're lying to you and they don't have your best interest at heart. 
And and then she's going to meet Josephine, who will essentially give her like the other half of this thing about you're the designee and here's all that you're the 13th witch and here's all the way you actually own the house. Oh, the key. That's yours. Interesting that we don't know where it is. Uh, so we get sort of these exposition dumps. Um, but from the assuming like presumably the, the, the feuding sides of the Mayfair um, uh, family. Were you excited to meet like these varying uh, factions of the family and get like a little bit of like the exposition yeah. that we got? Yeah, I want a clarity between what's why these two sides, what the difference is 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 here between the two sides. Again, it does feel like it took a long time to open the curtain and reveal this information that is kind of what we thought. Like, and it, 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 and not in a way that like, oh, like oh, okay, yeah, we finally like, learn. It's like why wouldn't we get why wouldn't we learn this way sooner you know yep yep I'm with the, you. I think there's a little yeah. bit of uh, not to like beat the horse but like lost in translation as you were saying and that um the book when it was written at the time like uh, there was not a ton of other stuff that existed in this space in this genre of like contemporary supernatural witches warlocks wizards weirdness right um and it's playing a little bit like on themes that we have we've dealt with before there have been a lot of kind of shows like this and stories like this and movies like this between your harry potters and your supernaturals right and so it's a little bit of that kind of origin story thing again like i was feeling it and i'm one to enjoy a slow lingering story but i was like i still feel like i don't have enough information about all of them and like clarity about all of them and like yeah we're halfway done and we're only just getting into the like uh you know arrive at the weird magic school for lesson one kind of beat of the story you know this would uh, be this would be like if uh it took until like the fourth movie for harry potter to get the hogwarts to get to hogwarts right yeah yeah like the first the yeah. whole first movie just happens on the train right yeah or yeah. no the the, the dursley the, the the dursley's house just the that. whole first movie is just just with the dursleys we didn't even get no. to to station uh platform the end of the first movie school. is like we got we should go on we gotta get away from all the mail and then but two is all at the cottage see yeah see yeah, so I, I am starting like, to see we why the, change the yeah. names uh yeah. harry potter and the and the flying man yeah. harry potter yeah. and station nine, or platform nine and three quarters. well harry potter when he gets on a broomstick he is a flying male um, <laughs> it's got me there. Um, uh, I am starting to see why the book is like a thousand pages long, Rich. I'm starting. Oh to, yeah, I'm yeah. starting to see. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, but you know, it's it's fun. Uh, Cortland's looking for uh, presumably, I think the key, probably, but maybe not. I don't know. He's looking for something, and he ends up finding a pipe. So that's pretty cool. He's got a cool pipe. Uh, his it was his dad's, and his dad hated him, uh, trying to uh, make us empathize a little bit with uh, Cortland Mayfair. Uh, his dad thought he would blow the whole thing he seems like a kind of tortured guy uh, always a cool find when you find a random pipe yeah with, uh, like a little bit of a callback to like all of the best um manipulative dudes in the matriarchal witch family have daddy issues uh, episode yeah yep. yeah um so they're gonna head to where like the body is being put in the what is this called like uh not a mausoleum is it called a mausoleum i think so a crypt yeah. is it just a straight up crypt a is crypt. This a crypt yeah yeah Ooh, if i could do a rob sesternino crypt keeper i would oh yeah i'm not even um yeah. rowan sees her name written on the on the <gasps> on the crypt and she's like oh my god you told everyone i was dead that's why everybody's just staring at me and she's like oh yeah you know it's better for you not to it's better for everyone to think you're dead than to be alive and know your family uh i which, love car 
Carlotta's whole response here. Like, but you're a doctor. You yeah. did great for yourself. Uh-huh. Look how independent <laughs> you are. You went out uh-huh. and conquered the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, all's well that ends well. Yeah. This is also the moment right before this where Sabrina's like, listen, I know I was going to hang out with you the whole day, but I got to go. Got to take a call yeah. and I got to yeah. leave. Uh, don't worry. You'll be fine. All these people clearly are like fighting over you, but this should be fine. Um, My favorite yeah. part is that this guy, this whole weird premise, this like magical detective with like witch that he's been tasked with protecting that we're doing the Kevin Costner bodyguard activities now. And you got her stashed at the house. He's like, oh, Sorry, honey, I got to stay late at work, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, oh, my God, man. We couldn't come up with, like, anything better here. You got to go to work. Like, did we already establish your sister? Couldn't there be, like, a more traditional sitcom family emergency that pulls you away from this? Like, it seems to me like work would understand. I should not leave this highly volatile person in this compromising situation work. Work does understand. Albrecht is like, thanks for coming, but your most important job is to take care of Rowan. So you got to go, uh, which is, uh, that does feel like bad news for Albrecht. Albrecht, I think, is going to be possessed and dead by the end of the next episode. <laughs> yeah, he's really doomed. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so he goes back and then, you know, she goes to the after part. There's a small celebration, no family at the at the Mayfair uh, uh, house. Um They'll, they'll they'll chat a little bit uh, further, and then Cortland comes in with a party. He wants it to be a celebration of life. Uh, so we so we get all all, all of this. Um, uh, Cyprian is going to end up reading. Uh, she finds the necklace in her room. This is so annoying. The whole thing. <laughs> so okay, it's totally fine because Lasher clearly took the thing up Delphine, goes and put it in the room where she's going to get changed before dinner. And then he goes and he, how is he doing all of this at one time? I guess he must be very powerful, but isn't the point that he needs to be attached. Someone needs to be attached to the necklace for him to be extremely powerful. I don't quite, again, I, for as much as they gave us, there's still a lot that we don't understand. So at some point he steals the necklace off of Delphine cause she is dead and then puts it in, in her room. And then she takes a picture of it and she's like, look at this necklace. And then he's looking through all of the notebooks and it's like, Oh my God, it's the necklace. But if he just had have stayed with her, he would have seen that all the necklaces were on all the maybe things. It's just like you all, this is, uh, it's too much. Like not, uh, there's nothing happening. It's just like the necklace. And then, and then she just gets the necklace and she puts it on. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's all that happens. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm 100% with you. I, I'm like very confused about the Lasher dynamic. I know at some point we like uh, learned that he's a shapeshifter, but like, do we know that? Should we know that? Is that like hampering our ability to like run with this thing? I am very unclear as to how he's manipulating stuff. It seems like the necklace is like a device, a conduit for him to possess these witches to get them to do things for him. But meanwhile, he seems like he's operating just fine on his own now that like Deirdre's dead and the necklace is play like how is he moving it what's going on here and i did have an issue with like the way she's dealing with the house like alexandra daddario is pretty good actress like uh i and there just was a lot of this episode of her wandering through that house with this like dazed yeah. slightly frightened expression yeah. on her face that i was like I don't know, man. I don't know where we're going. You know, we're hanging a lot of weight on just like long, uh, uncertain looks and like illusions. And yeah, where are we going? We haven't really like driven the story forward anywhere. Carlotta like sees Rowan wearing the necklace and is just like, oh, shucks. 
better come down for dinner. And so, <laughs> I guess she's gonna like. I guess once she realizes the necklace is on, that's where she's gonna like. Yeah, I better uh, burn down this whole house. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Amidst the darts that I'm throwing here, I will say a uh, mad respect to Beth Grant there, who yeah, plays Carlotta, because she does like the expression she gives when she looks in the door, and then she's literally like, "Dinner's gonna be ready," and her face drops instantly. Grace, she looks like yeah. so miserable and put out and upset, and it's like. Wow, yeah. uh, that's a lot. You just did a lot with the little right there. Beth so, Grant. yeah, I, I, I know. Like, uh, so, so this ending is like uh, Rowan and Carlotta having dinner. She's like, "Tell me about how my mother died." She's gonna start, you know, speaking and uh, in, in, in essentially like praying to the Lord to protect all of these women, and, and then uh, uh, Rowan and essentially burn down the house. I think realizing once the necklace is on, like this whole thing is doomed. This, you know, there's no way to stop Lasher. The only way this all can end is if we just, let's just burn the house down and Rowan and I will die and that's it. But uh, Cyprian will arrive. He'll try to, he'll try to save Rowan. Lasher will close the door and Lasher will whisper in Carlotta's ear that like Rowan is already his. Um, I, I don't mind the ending. I think the ending is actually like pretty, again, to the Beth Grant of it. I actually think this is like, pretty good this idea of like oh my god this is just doomed uh burn the whole thing down uh that to me i think worked um but yeah i like the beat i like the emotional beat in the scene right i like the beth grant delivery of the scene and like the hyper religious aunt and the whole like the illusion the imagery with like the rosary beads and the way rowan so kind of like uh like eagerly discards them and doesn't even think twice and then we have like carlotta flipping out uh it just to me is like some of the clumsy tv tropes of like and then cypriot comes in and they can get out but she can't right like carlotta's left behind yeah. and like yeah. like it's not that hard to drag a not a not particularly powerful and gigantic woman behind you out of the fiery house you know like it would have been it's seemingly easy to like get everyone out alive and then there was like the weird energy with cyprian and rowan of like we opened this the whole episode with rowan being a little cagey about like i've told you a lot about myself i don't know much about you you're still an enigma uh and by the end here we're into this weird like I don't know, nebulous romantic space of like, don't worry, I'll be there every minute of the funeral, like the door kicking, like hero saving, like she's supposed to be the witch, right? Like uh, she's supposed to be badass. It would have been cool for her to like take some agency, get Carlotta out, or at least like try and have that backfire on her. Uh, I, I don't know. I was left. We a did little learn bit a little bit of her powers though, Rich, this episode. Yeah, she can uh, totally autopsy lizards without <laughs> knives, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you can see inside them. Not and yep. didn't kill it. So um yeah. I guess, Grace. I mean, yeah. I have bad news, but if you take the right kind of lizard and we hold it up to your window, you can see inside <laughs> of it too. <laughs> um there's one extra little beat that I want to talk about, which is uh this woman Tess. Has she been in an episode before? I, I can't remember if she was, but I don't believe so. No. So she's seemingly like very precocious she's very like intrigued and her mother's like stop talking about stop talking about things you're embarrassing me it's like a very like uh, i feel like uh, the reversal of the parent child dynamic but she mentions that uh like in salem witches have been burned which do you think that was just foreshadowing for the end of the episode or was that uh is there something to like 
keep a tab on for the rest of the season. I think definitely we should be keeping a tab on this. Yeah. I feel like, especially knowing that um, it's a thousand page book in the way Anne Rice (laughs) writes, there's probably Uh like more than one antagonist and more than one kind of conflict points. The idea of like this trope of witches that we're exploring and the delving back into the past timeline. I feel like that will connect that thread, but like threat of being burned by a bunch of intolerant witch haters uh, seems like we should be clocking that. Yeah. I really actually like Tessa. This character was very Mm -hmm. fun. Like that, this whole little scene of like, I am the precocious social justice warrior. Who's going to be like super hype that the California doctor showed up in our family. What does, what does she, her mom says like, don't even get her started on this thing. And she like, is it, is it uh, burning witches or is it something else? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, don't even start talking about the burning. And then she's like, she's wait, like, the what? What? <laughs> yeah. And she looks at her daughter and daughter's like, you brought it up. Yeah, yeah it's very good. Yeah, it's pretty fun writing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, my bet is now that uh, Rowan is presumably going to be controlled by uh, Lasher. She'll start, hopefully be able to use her witch powers uh more and then she'll be accused of being a witch someone will try to burn her and somebody she'll be able to stop it or someone will save her or whatever yeah that's yep. my guess my prediction is that we're gonna see her in the black spider-man suit walking down the streets of new orleans snapping her fingers to jazz and stuff with like, the slick back hair and the eyeshadow next week and yeah, she's it- pulling the throes of like dark rowan yeah uh what what is the what is uh, this is embarrassing what's the what's the um monster the goo monster from spider-man that controls you what's the ambiotic what is it uh oh. the ambiotic fluid the goo monster from spider-man that controls you there's the sandman what no, are you no, talking no, about no, no, from no. spider-man who 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 does this to peter what's the thing what's the thing oh uh, venom you're talking about venom yeah, himself. Ven- venom the symbiote yeah, uh, I talked myself out of my own reference yeah, base because I, I was like, wait a minute, that's not the description that I would have used for Venom at all. But yes, he is a goo monster who controls yeah. you when you put him on when he shows up on the back of your uh, similarly appearing co-worker's moped. Yeah. So we're saying Mayfair Witches is just, uh, Lasher is a goo monster. Yeah, Venom. it's a Venom. Uh, it's a Venom symbiote from space. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else from this episode, Rich? Anything else you want to touch on? Gosh, I, th- I think that's it, Grace. I hope that folks are having fun hanging out with us, having fun yeah. with the show. Like, I definitely don't think it's, like, bad. I'm not hate-watching at this point, but I had higher expectations, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted, like, a little bit more uh, akin to the kind of fare that we got with interview, and I think this is just coming in a little lower than that. But it's been fun to watch every week, and I'm curious to see where it's going. I still think there's a world where like we get it in the last episodes are like really good. And, yep. and you know, even a season two ends up being really good. Cause season one was so set up. I, I think there's potential in this show. I'm not writing it off at this nope, moment. Agreed. It's just, uh, I mean, my problem is that it feels will spinny because I'm, I'm partially intrigued by some of the stuff they drop and then we don't really get anything. That's, that's yep. my issue so far. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, Rich, uh, we'll be back next week with our episode five recap. In the meantime, what else do you got going on? Oh, a bunch of stuff. I'm always streaming tabletop role-playing games, Dungeons and Dragons with folks like you and the rest of our friends mm-hmm. at twitch.tv slash DM Philly. Uh, I'm at DM Philly on Twitter. My DMs are open if you want to hit me up about any of this stuff and tell me why the book is much better than the show when it comes to Mayfair Witches. Um, I've been talking Vox Machina with Mike Bloom. A new podcast feed out there Ooh. in the works. Uh, PSRPGs. We're going to be doing one-shot role-playing adventures, Grace. Sad in the worlds of the shows that we're watching here on post-show recaps that may sound confusing if it does i implore you go listen to the uh, preview podcast for that it's me and josh hanging out just kind of explaining the premise of the podcast i think it's going to be really fun i'm really excited to bring it to folks uh in a couple of weeks episode one proper uh that's me that's what i got going on 
So fun. Um, we're also talking Dark uh, with Ariel, uh, the recap pod. Uh, I'm also covering The Last of Us, so the recaps with Mike Bloom, and then Video Game Club with Taryn. Episode 3 is quite tremendous, so uh, uh, excited for people to check out the show and the episode. Uh, Pusher Cups Theater with Ariel. This week we covered Shotgun Wedding from uh, with J-Lo and Josh Dumal. And uh, yeah, it should be a fun month as movie theaters start to pick back up. Erin uh, also covering Poker Face. I'm on Twitter at Hi From Grace. Anything else I'm doing, if I miss anything, I'm sure I did. And we'll be back next week with our episode five coverage of The Thrall uh, of Mayfair, which is uh, until next time, double, double, boil and trouble. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.